I'm Mike Smith. Let's bring in a uh, couple of filmmakers from the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, which is running now through the 25th. You can find out more about all the films. In fact, the uh, website's fantastic. You can also watch some of them online at BigSkyFilmFest.org. We bring in from uh, the uh, film uh, David and Chris. And this film, gentlemen, is called The Wonder and the Worry. Welcome to the Trail Studio. Thanks so much for having us. Right, great to be here. Chris, you're the subject of the film? Yes, sir. Okay, so it's all about photography and, uh, and images, and you used to work for National Geographic. Can you run that down a little bit? Sure, I started uh, as a photographer at National Geographic, and then eventually, uh, much to the surprise of many, worked myself up to be editor-in-chief of the magazine. Wow, how long were you doing that? Uh, well, I was a field photographer for about 20 years, and I was editor of the magazine for nearly 10 years. So all those, uh, all those images, that's a big job. When you think about organizations that deal in photography, um, that seems really complex. Do you have a lot of folks working with you on that? You do. I mean, it takes a village for sure to, mm -hmm. to put out the magazine and for that matter to simply start and complete an assignment. Uh, you know, it's, it's usually a great collaborative effort, a lot like making a film, frankly. Um, David, can you talk a little more about the what's in the name, the wonder and the worry? Uh, sure. Yeah, that that phrase came up in our very first interview with Chris. When we started this project, we sat down for probably a good two and a half hours and, and talked with Chris about his career. Um, and that was sort of a mantra, a, a balance that um uh, he tried to strive for in each issue of the magazine and in each story about uh, topics like biodiversity loss or habitat loss or, mm -hmm. or the natural world, trying to balance the wonder over these um, kind of precious habitats or cultures uh, and then the worry over the concerns about the future. And so every story has that balance. And that right in that first interview, I thought, okay, well, we've got uh, the title for our film and check. So we were good to go after that. So it was such a profound um, phrase that really stuck with us. Chris, is it just me or has the worry increased over the decades? I think back to my uh, early days as a kid looking at National Geographic, and I think there was much more wonder in those days, or maybe that was just through my childlike eyes. No, I think, that, I think that's true. Uh, in a way, I mean, we're sort of besieged with worry. Mm -hmm. uh, and... You know, there's a lot more to life than worry. Uh, yeah. You know, and and so as David said, uh, it's it's not just a professional balance of wonder and worry, but it's a balance I think we all strive as human beings, uh, because if we're just constantly in a state of worry, yeah, uh, I don't know that we get as uh, much accomplished that we can actually even tackle the worrisome aspects uh, if we don't celebrate the wonder. Mm-hmm. And the hope and the possibility of, of educating people through images? Oh, well, of course, of course. You know, I mean, that's a great example in our community in Missoula. You know, we, we, we know their challenges with climate change. We know their challenges with biodiversity, et cetera. But uh, go for a walk up the Rattlesnake Creek and mm -hmm. see uh, the dam that used to be there, that used to water gather the water from Missoula. And now that's all been restored mm -hmm. uh, by people working together. Yeah, And you see a lot of that in Missoula. You see that up the Blackfoot Valley with organizations like the Blackfoot Challenge. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of places and people doing great work. And 
If anything, I think the media falls short of celebrating that. That's a really good point. Um, David, when you were putting this together um, as director of the film, The Wonder and the Worry, were you, um, how did you mix it? How did you mix those two, The Wonder and the Worry? As, are, were we going to look at this film? I mean, it's certainly obviously a story about, about Chris and, the, and, the, and his photos. But is there a balance you had to make too? It looks like the film's 98 minutes. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, the story goes into Chris's career. And then um, uh, Chris's daughter, Louise Johns, is is also a photojournalist. Mm-hmm. And um, she is facing um, a different set of challenges just because of media disruption mm-hmm. with the, the print to digital transformation yeah. and this sort of saturation and, and uh, corporatization. All of these challenges... Um, mean that there aren't the resources to do deep storytelling that there used to be. So the wonder and worry is not just uh, about um, the natural world, Mm -hmm. um, but it's also about these changes that are happening culturally and in journalism that impact our ability to do these deep stories. So, so that theme kind of spread beyond, um, you know, the national geographic magazine to Mm -hmm. the whole industry at large. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, um, Sting and the Police had a had a song years ago that uh, had a lyric in it: "Too many cameras and not enough food." And I've always taken that to mean not only food. I mean, talking about uh, images of starvation, but also, you know, uh, too many cameras and not enough. And I think that's more of a. It seems like that's more of a line for today and now. And maybe there's less of a. We're not getting um, a curated. Our media isn't curated through the eye of an expert over at National Geographic or here, there, and everywhere. There's so many images out there that it's hard to know what we're seeing. Well, that's that's true. Um, and and that I teach at the University of Montana, teach journalism, mm-hmm. and I also teach at Oregon State University. And that's the thing I talk to my students a lot about is depth and and storytelling that is not shallow. Mm-hmm. That uh, where you spend time on a story. This film that uh, we worked on with David took nearly three years. Yeah, uh, and it, it it takes time and depth. And yes, we have a lot of images flying at us from Instagram and Facebook and other sources. But we still need in depth storytelling done by j- journalists with high accuracy journalism values. David, um, how long have you been in documentary film? Oh, I've been doing this about 12 years now. So this is my um, fourth feature film. You caught the bug to do this. It's not, I talked to all the directors about this. It's not the, it's not the path of least resistance. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, one of the old jokes is that the best way to make a, a small fortune in documentary film is start with a large fortune. <laughs> right. And right. sometimes it seems to be true. And I, and I think every documentary filmmaker reaches a point in a project where, they think, okay, this is the last time I'm going to go through this. But, but then usually what happens, you wrap things up and then you wake up one morning with a new idea or you see something that catches your attention and start it all over again. So it's a little bit of a compulsion. Mm-hmm. It, you have to be a little bit off your rocker, I think, to pursue some of these projects for so long. But it's also important work, I think, um, that yeah. deep storytelling is being done um, by a lot of documentary filmmakers almost in a volunteer basis. And you see, and you hear the stories behind all the films at this festival. They're mm. just amazing. Yeah. It's really humbling to be around these films and filmmakers. And it's incredible. It's so fantastic. And to have the filmmaker and then also the subject of the film uh, in the studio, but also there for a little Q&A. 
you know, watching a couple of the other films, it was just kind of a round of applause, too, for, for whatever that story was. I'm thinking of the bison film. Um, to have the subjects, well, not the bison, but the human subjects in that we could just congratulate what we had just seen. Not only the filmmaker, but also the folks in it. Chris, your, this, your family's in this, in this, in this film. Was that weird because you're, you're a person who is all about images, other things, not me. This is what I'm seeing through my camera. This is what I want the world to see. Now the camera's on you and the film is about you and, uh, and your daughter. And how was that? Is that weird for you? Well, it was, it was great fun work with David and it was great fun work with my daughter. She went to the University of Montana to undergrad and grad school. She loves it here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching her find her voice uh, has been one of the greatest pleasures of, of my life. And none of this would be possible without my wife, Elizabeth. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, she, my kids and Elizabeth traveled with me to South Africa and lived there and, and Hawaii and uh, throughout the world, especially when the kids were younger. So the whole thing's been a family affair, really, from, from day one. Mm-hmm. David, what's the takeaway of the film? You know, I, um, I'm hoping that uh, audiences will realize that we're re- in this sort of a, of a point of concern or a crisis mm-hmm. point when it comes to journalism and, and deep storytelling and our ability to fund that and do that. So I hope there are organizations, institutions like our universities that, that invest more resources into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also hope that the, the next generation of storytellers realize how important the work is because it can be daunting. Um, and sometimes the rewards take a long time so, um, so there's some moments in the film where we hope to give sort of a, a shot of inspiration to younger journalists and storytellers. <clears throat> yeah, are you are you hopeful, Chris? Uh, the next generation of well, you bet I, storytellers, why, journalists, and that's photographers. Why, that's why I teach. I mean, and and I and I learn. I think as much from my students as hopefully they do from me. I mean, the the uh, just the energy, the the and how much they care, and how deeply they care, and how hard they're willing to work. I'm speaking with David Baker, director of the Big Sky documentary film, The Wonder and the Worry, and also the uh, subject of that, uh, Chris Johns. And we look forward to seeing it screening at the Wilma Sunday, February 25th, 6.30. You can also, it's also available to stream online beginning uh, the 26th. So that'll be that following Monday, Uh, Nick. And um, the idea of going and seeing these films rather than being on your couch, I, I think it's fantastic that uh, the Big Sky Doc Fest um, pivoted during COVID and have this now as a thing. I can send it to my, to my 80-year-old parents and they can watch from the comfort of their living room. But for everyone else, just get down to the theater, the big, beautiful um, Wilma Theater and the fact, that, uh, the fact that we can all be together. There's kind of magic in the room. Can you kind of feel that energy, David, after uh, presenting films? Absolutely. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. I know there's a lot of streaming. You can there are a lot of devices you can watch films on, but nothing really um, beats that communal experience. I think that's something that's baked into our DNA as a species. You Mm -hmm. know, this getting together in the evening to share stories is something we've been doing for thousands and thousands of years. And this is just a continuation of that. So I think uh, I think it's gonna be continuing. I think you look at the attendance mm-hmm. at events like yeah. these and the community spirit behind it, 
it's continuing and that's the big reward for filmmakers who spend a lot of time in front of a screen you know so it's <clears> nice <throat> to be in, in a room full of um, other people to um, see what the impact of these stories are yeah and uh, Chris any parting thoughts besides come check out the film well it's just great to be in Muse- uh, Missoula you know yeah. we, we've have a, of a terrific a community with uh, so many people that are involved and care. And I agree with David, uh, to be in the Wilma or any number of the other venues that the films are shown and to be there with with uh, folks who love film and love learning, it's, it's great. So. I think one other thing about the Wilma that a director yesterday brought up um, was the, is the idea that the sound, it is far better I don't care how much you spend on your home system. It is far better at the Wilma, the sound for these films. I'm kind of blown away by uh, how good it sounds. Obviously, we've seen bands in there over the years. Um, but it's a really great place to take in the reality that is the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival running now through this Sunday. You can find all the uh, run times and you can watch some things online beginning um well, when the stream begins on the 26th, Big Sky Doc Film Fest again, David and Chris Johns in the uh, trail studio. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thank, thank you. Great.